Hello and welcome to the HL Wellbeing podcast. Here we speak to individuals inside and outside of the workplace who have lived experience of a topic relating to physical, mental, social or financial wellbeing. Uh, my name is Mark Davis and I'm a member of the Wellbeing Network here at HL. I'll be hosting today's episode alongside the co-chair of our network, Sally Yu. Hi, um, so we're joined today by the Head of Proposition and Market Research, Kat Patton. We'll be discussing you know, the topic of motherhood, among other things perhaps. We just want to keep it quite open today. I just want to let any listeners know that we'll be talking about issue, issues which you might find upsetting or distressing, so please be wary of that whilst you're listening. Yeah, big welcome to Kat. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. I am delighted to be here. <laughs> so just to kick us off, Kat, mm-hmm. would you like to tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, how long you've been at HL, um, and your relationship to the topic we're going to discuss today? Sure. Um, so, Kat Patton, as you've heard, um, Head of Proposition Market Research. I joined HL about seven years ago. It was mm. a December. Remember that, for some reason, stuck in my head. Um, it was I, a cold winter a morning. Cold, <laughs> morning. I had just found out, I think, that I passed my CIM marketing diploma or something. So it was a monumental, passed my exam and got a call from Paul DeMambro saying, I'd like to offer you a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, the job was um, marketing manager, looking after our junior products at the time. Um, and yeah, I didn't know anything about financial services when I joined Fair to say, there were Lego people in my um, interview task. That tells you quite a lot about me <laughs> and my approach to parenting. Um, uh, I was at marketing for a couple of years. Paul then set up the proposition function, so I was one of the founding members of that. Um, I have looked after a vice proposition for a while, in amongst having some kids, and now yeah, head up the proposition function um, with a team of awesome individuals currently including Sally. Mm. Uh, My relation to the topic, as you may have gathered, I have children and uh, there are two of them. There is Henry who is five going on 15 and there is Louis who is a pocket rocket who is two and thinks he is five (laughs) like his big brother and they keep me on my toes. Um, I also have a husband David just for, this will probably come up at some point. Shout out to David. Shout out to David, <laughs> he puts up with a lot. <laughs> Wonderful, thank you very much. So uh, I guess first question would be, in terms of your career, mm-hmm. was it always the plan that you would be having children at some point during your career? I had not given it any thought okay. whatsoever. Wonderful. Uh, not broody, not mm-hmm. interested in babies, didn't really know any kids. Um got married, was perfectly happy with my little life, going to the rugby, running things, marathons occasionally, not that many, mm. um, living, living quite a selfish existence, I think. Mm. And um, yeah, then, then we got married and we we're like, well, we should probably, you know, try and have some kids because uh, that's what people do. Mm. So, so we did. And um, yeah, I, I, I will say now I didn't know what I was getting into. Mm. <laughs> um, it wasn't easy. Uh, we lost a few along the way um, and that was that was really hard but I think the thing about yeah um, that experience was it made me realise that I did want to have kids mm. and I think it has changed the way that I look at parents and you know that emotional connection that people have to their kids which I don't I did certainly didn't understand before I had them myself. Mm. 
Absolutely. Sorry, I went a bit deep there. No. Right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> let's... <laughs> so what, when you, before, um, obviously getting into pregnancy and motherhood, mm-hmm. what, what were your expectations of what, you know, what being a parent was and how, how naive do you think you were going into it? Um, I just remember um, my sister-in-law telling me that changing a nappy was, you know, like on a cat in a bath, you know, that they want to escape and they're all desperately trying to get away from you. And I was like, okay, well, you know, that, how can I happen that be? Yeah, I, I thought it would just, I thought it would just be all right. Um, I was very lucky, I think, with, well, no, I know I was very lucky with my manager, Paul. Shout out to Paul. Who, throughout the whole, you know, you know, getting pregnant, pregnancy, maternity leave, coming back, incredibly supportive. And I think gave me a lot um, of um, freedom to think about what I, what I wanted. Um, but I think also I don't think I knew what I wanted. Mm. Um, so I, I didn't really know at the time, like how I need to come back to work after going on maternity leave. He pushed me quite a lot to take it steady which was the right thing to do i knew it'd be tough Mm. but i didn't know how tough Mm. and also that it changes every year every month something is different so how hard it was when they were babies is different to how hard it is now that one's at nursery and one's at school Mm. suddenly you realize that like all of the brain space you had for work Mm. there is it isn't there anymore Mm. Certainly when I had Louis, the second child, um, I noticed that my brain had really stopped working when I came back to work. Mm. And as somebody who I think used to be certainly renowned for being articulate and you know, able to construct well put together sentences mm. and emails, and then suddenly I realised that my brain stopped working and I'm writing emails full of typos and you know you're in these meetings with these high-powered individuals and (laughs) Mm. your brain's like literally struggling to construct a sentence um Mm. that's hard has that ebbed and flowed over time do you have some really like i don't want to say good days and bad days but was it different when you had henry to how it is with louis kind of what are some of the differences that you've noticed or how it kind of changes a bit generally first and second kids were um were eye-opening in very different ways. I've heard somebody say that, um, like, your first child, you can sort of get on with your life and it doesn't really change very much. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's quite true. I mean, I came back to work quite, quite, like, drawn out, part-time, increased my hours over time. But, in you know, between Henry and Louis, I got promoted. So, you know, big, big shout-out to HL again. You know, I, I was given opportunities and I took them and, and that was fine. But it was almost like I still had the capacity to do that. Like parenting hadn't taken over my world mm. to the extent that it has now with two of them and one in school. And if I wasn't prepared for number one, I certainly wasn't prepared for number two mm. because I thought it would be the same and it wasn't. And um, because it had been, I had been easy the first time because I'd taken a bit more time. I thought I'd be able to cope. Mm. And I'm looking back now, a year after I come back from maternity leave, I overdid it. I'll admit that. Overdid it in what sense? You came back too soon? I came back, not too soon, I came back too much. Okay. Um, so I came back straight in four days. 
a week. Whereas with Henry, I did like yeah. days a week for about three months and then I upped it a little bit and then I went up a bit more. Yeah, looking back, hindsight, great thing. Mm. Should have taken it easier. So, um, just going back to the, so before you had your first child, mm -hmm. what was the, you said you, did, you weren't quite sure how you were going to come back. What was the discussion between, if you don't mind talking about, the discussion mm -hmm. between you and your partner about <laughs> roles, responsibilities, what was, what was going to happen? Oh, Opening the drawer now, aren't we? Oh, this is good. So me and um, oh, David will love this, oversharing at his best. <laughs> when I had Henry, I was... Um, just, a, just, just a marketing manager here. David, sorry, you, you don't know anything about David, do you? Let me tell you about David. David works for Yo Valley. He runs one of their factories down near Bridgewater in Somerset, making yacht. Yes, yeah, so he he more than me, and he works down Bridgewater. So, uh, no brainer. I was going to be the one picking up the majority of childcare. We knew that. Um, just really quickly. Was this still when paternity was only two weeks or? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And at David's company, it still is two weeks. Okay. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, 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 it's fine. No, no, it's fine. Um, we also had sort of discussed, but hadn't properly breastfeeding mm. and what was going to happen there. Um, I sort of just assumed we'd try. I didn't really know how long it went on for or if it was going to work. I just, I, um, for sort of, sorry, full disclosure, um, my parents aren't around, so I don't really have anyone to talk to. So I went to like mm -hmm. NCT. Um, What's NCT? NCT is like the National Childbirth Trust or something. Okay. So it's like a support network for parents. The assumption was I'd go back. We didn't know if I'd come back to work six months, 12 months, 10 months, whatever. I think I said to Paul, look, I'll come back around nine or 10. That feels about right. I don't really want to take a whole year off. Um, but I also recognise that six months doesn't, didn't really feel like a long time to me. I wanted to be around a bit more than that. Um, so there's also, sorry, the... Um, the maternity pay runs out about nine months, mm. <laughs> which may or may not. Is that full pay or is it? It wasn't at the okay. time, no. Um, I wish I was having a baby now because I'd be a lot more uh, better off in terms of maternity pay. But at the mm. time, no, it was, um, yes, yeah, statutory plus the okay. um, additional HL bit. David's a numbers man. Okay, back to tell you about David. He's a numbers man. He likes to, no, he likes to process. He likes to figure things out. He likes to know where he is financially. So from him, his perspective, it's how much money is coming in. Um, can we afford for you to take any longer time off? What's nursery fees gonna cost? How much are you gonna have to go back to work to cover your nursery fees? So from him, it was a pure numbers thing. By the time I was off, oh, there's, yeah, sorry, there's another story here in, in the making about working up until the very end of pregnancy mm. um so but yeah by the time i was off it was a lot more emotional like i was breastfeeding henry um i came back to work whilst i was still breastfeeding we didn't have the lovely room downstairs at that point so i was paul hates this story but i was like going down to the old first aid room sitting there on myself 
like pumping milk. Um, sorry, Paul, for bringing that up again. Um, <laughs> I mean, we do now, just full disclosure, have an expressing room. So, yeah, yeah. but this goes back to it's, I guess, nicer now to have yes. a child here. Well, I think yeah. it shows, uh, you know, it shows how supportive HL is that they want people to, they want parents, mothers in particular, to come back to work. And uh, uh, the support of that as a like physical manifestation of support for parents coming back to work, because the the World Health Organization like suggests you breastfeed up until two. Most people in the UK don't, but for me, I breastfed Henry until he was one and a bit, and Louis one and a bit more, and certainly like that was that was important to me that was like the connection i had with my boys Mm. um if hl hadn't have supported that that would have been really really hard and the same applies not just you know how it is when they're um just you know new babies but but now with kids and school oh my god the the thing is so there's something about being a default parent and again, from an expectation point of view, I didn't know about this at all mm. pre-kids. I am the default parent, so I'm the one that gets all the calls from school. I'm the one that does all of the kid admin. I'm the one that gets them ready for school. I'm the one that does all their meals. I'm the one that they come to in the middle of the night. I am the one who I get the mommy, come and wipe my bottom mm. when David is standing right outside the toilet door. <laughs> it is always mummy, 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 mummy. Mm. And it is... It is exhausting, um, and I did, wasn't prepared for it. It's also, you know, from a, from my relationship with David, it's quite causes quite a lot of tension between us because he doesn't understand why the kids just want mummy all the time, and I'm like, your time will come. Don't you worry. You're going to hate this. <laughs> don't don't wish this upon yourself. I just want to go back a little bit because obviously this is uh, certainly not something I'm won't ever experience in the workplace. You mentioned there's a story about working right up until the very the very end yeah. of your of your pregnancy. How how does your experience of work change, first of all? And what was that experience like working right up to the end of your pregnancy? First of all, you're very aware that you're pregnant and nobody else knows. Mm-hmm. And you're sort of like, do I don't I tell anybody? Who do I tell? Um so obviously you you normally find out five or six weeks um i did have some miscarriages which would be around the but most of them around the age 12 weeks um so that that set in my head don't tell anybody yeah so i was i think pretty nervous about telling everybody so there's this sort of like thing that you're very aware of um you start rubbing your tummy and um so Ian Hunter, I think when I think it was when I was pregnant with Henry, he was like, I knew you were pregnant. Like about I must have been about ten weeks. I think because I was just sitting there just mm. rubbing my tummy. <laughs> I love um, the idea that Ian has a sixth sense for that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Another it. talent we didn't know Ian had. Amazing <laughs> man. This is just a plug to listen back to yeah. the you yeah. know the yeah. Ian Hunter yeah. podcast. Yeah. Mental yeah. resilience episode one. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously I, I was very worried about losing the baby I, I i just i just worried a lot about it that said i did keep running <laughs> the entire pregnancy which got me a lot of stick from my husband's family 
um, and very really? some people at the time. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it, it's interesting because I think sport in general while you're pregnant is still mm-hmm. a bit a contentious topic, yeah. um, especially if people have miscarried before mm-hmm. but I guess were you running I mean not that the, as in was that like part of like keeping your mind not yeah. necessarily sane but like was that a part of like I don't want to say how you coped but like running's because I know running's, that you yeah, yeah yeah it's kind of your thing isn't yeah. it yeah not so much now but yes it was, it was my thing and um I didn't want to stop I needed it especially the worry I just needed to get out there and think and process thoughts and do you know what I used to, when I when in the later stages of pregnancy I used to love it because I'd be running with with my baby and I'd have this like big lump and you absolutely could just run along just like rubbing your tummy. <laughs> so another thing that gets commented on a lot by people who don't know you who'd see me running who'd see me in the office where are you going I'm going for a run but you're pregnant yes I am mostly being pregnant at work once I'd sort of got through the worrying stages I I loved it I mean I loved being pregnant I was very lucky I didn't get morning sickness um I got massively swollen ankles but that was you know I kept that for big socks um <laughs> but I but I worked well I worked until the Friday before I had Henry so wow. I, had a, I had a c-section on the Monday was it planned N- uh, oh. ish okay uh, I I, on the Wednesday, I knew I was having it on the Monday. Okay. So if that's planning. But in short, everything wasn't okay. Um, Henry wasn't going properly, so I had to have a C-section at 37 weeks, which is why I was in work and then was in hospital and then had a baby. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, haven't done much of a handover. Mm. <laughs> and, then, and then I didn't come back for, yeah, 10 months. Yeah. So it was a bit of, um, again... If I was speaking to somebody and trying to like keep the advice monster under control, but I would be really do think about, uh, yeah, when you stop working and give yourself a break because it's going to be the last break you get for about twenty years. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I assume you were parenting pre-pandemic. Yes. Initially. I was, yes. And then with Louis, mm-hmm. was he? He's a Lit- pandemic baby. He's a pandemic baby. Wow. I went into lockdown. Henry was three and a half. Okay. David is a key worker. Right. Uh, he went to work as if nothing had changed. Mm-hmm. And there was me stuck at home with Henry. Uh, parenting and working. And the two aren't compatible. And you're trying to do them simultaneously. He was too young to be um, very sort of independent in his play. Um, he just needed a lot of attention. So the three months or so where I was stuck at home with Henry, I mean, it was amazing to be at home with Henry, but um, it was challenging. He loved it. He, I remember going on um, Zoom calls. Chris Hill was there. You know, I was like, hi, Henry. I was like, this is terrible. The CEO knows the name of my kid. <laughs> Out of curiosity, were there many other people in similar situations on those calls, even like fathers as well, potentially? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, several of my male colleagues were at home with their kids um, and, and or with their, with their 
spouse's support as well. Um, but we all were trying to cope with it in different ways. People had timetables where they'd be, right, I'm available between these two hours and then we're going to switch parenting. Mm. Um, everyone was trying to find a way to cope with it. Um, I didn't have David around, so I didn't, I, I had tried the like, the plan, you know, Kevin was three and a half, he wasn't sticking to a plan, <laughs> funny that. Kids don't uh, respect schedules. No, but he does respect YouTube kids. Okay. <laughs> and they just sit there and watch it for like hours and end. And my husband was horrified. He's like, you need to delete YouTube kids off the iPad. Like, but this is, this is like this is freedom thing, for me. Yeah. So, because David's a key worker. Yeah. Were, did he have to be in the office then or yeah. the factory the whole time? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, part of that is uh, David being David. Um, he is, he is a, a believer in presenteeism in the sense of if he is expecting his team to be in, mm. then he wants to be there as well. Uh, I was being a bit more, I would say, pragmatic. He'd probably been saying being not very sympathetic, but I was, you know, much more, look, they know you have kids, so I'm sure nobody's going to complain if you, you know, need to work at home on a Friday. Um, but he was having none of it. Mm. So that did cause quite a lot of tension. Mm. But we're over that now. <laughs> what do you think are kind of your key or kind of thoughts around returning to work post-pandemic? What are some of the good things that we can take out of it? Or potentially some of the bad things as well? Haha, <laughs> that's it. So good and bad is flexible working. The, the ability to request flexible working anyway, I think it's just, it's got a lot better the pandemic like supercharged it and suddenly you can ask for what you need and hopefully get it. Um, so I didn't feel bad or guilty. I think there's a lot of guilt in terms of asking for what you need. Um, I didn't feel as bad or as guilty as I had the first time around asking for more flexibility or basically shorter days. Again, I'm very lucky with, with Paul. He understands that I might need to drop out to go and pick up the kids early because Henry stuck something in his nose mm. or the severe weather. Um, but I uh, but I will make up my time in the evening or whenever. So mm. I will, I, I think the pandemic has allowed people to adopt working patterns that work for them and still enable them to have the same output or outcome but it's not, so you're measuring that rather than while they were in the office nine to five every day. I could see them, therefore they must be working. There's a lot more trust. Um, it's mad it's just trying of, to think yeah. about people coming in yeah. full time. Because I only joined like the corporate office until like, well, during the pandemic. So just, I never knew what it was like before, but the, just mm. the thought of like, if you were returning to work as a mother, mm. And just having to be here the whole time and not having the option to work from home, yeah. Yeah, I, I love coming into the office. I love coming and seeing the team. But I also recognise that I am a lot better mentally if I work at home because I can balance my parenting and work life a bit better. So I notice that when I've been in the office a lot, although I've got like the... the you know, the buzz from being around the team. But if I haven't been at home, then I start to like, I start to struggle. 
because it's just overwhelming going from full-on being in the office to full-on parenting to going back to do a little bit more work in the evening to then go to sleep to be woken up three times during the night by somebody that last night had an earache um to then start it all again at half past six in the morning or six o'clock or whatever time mm. wake up it's just it's exhausting and and home flexible working is is fantastic because it does give you you know control of your own life so you've got Henry's five, five and, five and two, yeah. okay so what's that like now as, as it stands how would you describe your current incompatible okay <laughs> they've been incompatible since the day they were born um henry is um so from a sort of pra- practical perspective um there's henry's at school he's got these readings to do in the evenings um they eat at different meal times um they go to bed at slightly different times so they require mm. different things at different times of the day mm. um so that's that's tricky um they are also louis is incredibly feisty um <laughs> and henry is henry's quite headstrong as well but louis louis feisty um so they just rub each other up the wrong way when I mean, they're two little boys they're gonna um but henry expects louis to like be he's got to the point where he expects him to be like a rational i mean henry's not very rational at all but mm. he expects louis to be very rational and doesn't understand why louis is doing what louis is doing and how do you manage and kind of balance that if you've got two conflicting personalities david <laughs> take your children away um i am the uh i am the pushover i am the the place of comfort mm. so basically hugs calm try and keep them happy um i don't know how you do it i don't have any expert advice it's just do whatever you need to do in the moment to calm them down distract them give them snacks youtube separate them if you can in any given tactic mm. um in any given situation uh this is this is one useful thing someone told me about when you have a baby and a stop older toddler is that the baby is like just put the baby down the baby can't go anywhere just make sure it's safe put it down if it's crying it's probably hungry or it needs its nappy change or it needs a sleep Mm -hmm. but it's going to be fine if you put it down the little child is probably in quite a lot of emotional stress Mm -hmm. so go and sort them out first and the baby can wait and i still sort of use that with my two even though they're a bit older now is that Mm -hmm. henry is a lot more aware of emotions and a lot more his his memory's better than louis louis just forgets what's going on so as long as louis safe i'll always see to henry first Mm. it's good kid balancing advice yeah go to the older one thank you very much for for sharing your experience with with all of this Mm -hmm. um kind of coming into a close what you know for for people who are on the verge of becoming parents in the workplace already parents in the workplace Mm -hmm. What what kind of advice would you give to them? Not holding up as a pro, as a kind of a shining example, or beacon of parenthood. Yeah. But, you know, what would what would you say? What would you, what would you have appreciated hearing? You will get lots of advice. Most of it you should probably just ignore. My <laughs> advice is ignore the advice and find your own way through. Like mm-hmm. particularly around sleep, just just find a way to get them to sleep and mm-hmm. don't listen to anyone that tells you to do you know 
I don't know. Try, you can try the things, try the sleep tra training, try the, try the rocket on the pram, try the things, if, you know, but ultimately you'll be a lot happier as a parent if they sleep and therefore you sleep. Um, some children do not sleep, but um, if you uh, relinquish your ideals of put baby in cot, baby go to sleep, then life will get a lot easier. So just find the place that they go to sleep mm. and embrace it. So that's number one. Um, but um, yeah, just find people to talk to about it. Like even, you know, people out there, come and talk to me. Um, I, I, like somebody that's gone Inbox through it. will be flooding. <laughs> I'm too. Um, but yeah, just like, uh, is this normal? <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Um, yeah, you just need to find someone to lived it and, and, and talk to them. So um, they, they, they used to be like a buddy system for new mums. And um, when you come back from from maternity, use that sort of arrangement. Did you have a buddy? I sort of had a buddy. I also sort of set up an informal buddy system because there was a couple of us that had kids at the same time. I also was lucky. I had my NCT, so there was a lot of late night or middle of the night WhatsApping going, like, "What? Why is his poo green?" <laughs> sort of conversation. I know that was. A closing question. Mm -hmm. I just have one more, if mm -hmm. that's possible, or yeah. just kind of a last thought. And maybe we're kind of opening a drawer again. But do you think that you get to come... So so we talk about bringing our kind of true, authentic selves to work. And, mm -hmm. you know, that has many different variations. Do you think you get to do that, as in bringing the motherhood side? Or do you think that it's my work personality plus a bit of motherhood or... Um, I am probably in the camp of bringing too much of it to work, possibly. Um, I think when I was had Henry, I was, again, that, I don't know if it's guilt or whatever, a much more parent stays in the box, apologise for leaving things early because you have to go pick up a kid. Now I am, that is my life, that is a big part of my life. You'll get more out of me if we just appreciate that that is a big part of my life and the more flexibility that I have to juggle um, and find the way it works for me the better but you can only do that if you're honest about how it is for you and that it's hard sometimes and the only thing I would say because I forgot to say this right at the beginning is that um, I did choose to have kids and, and I didn't really, I didn't want to come in here to just like complain about it being hard. Mm. It's great. Um, it's just, it is hard. Mm. I didn't want to make anyone feel like parenting is like a terrible idea. It's one of the best things I've ever done. But um, it's, yeah, it's tough. Great. Well, um, thank you so much for being honest, sharing mm. these stories. I think it will be really impactful that other colleagues get to hear this hear different variations of what being a mother is like you know um yeah, yeah well and a dad yeah and a, of course yeah actually mm. don't forget dads yeah 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 thank you so much kat um if anyone uh wants to talk about any of the issues we discussed um the well-being network are always available to to have those discussions uh, either approach myself or sally i'm sure kat would be happy to discuss mm -hmm. anything she's talked about as well so please do feel free to to speak to any of us individually but yeah, thank you once again for, for speaking with us and being so candid. We really appreciate it. Thank um, you for having yeah. me.